Gospel according to John in the first chapter. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by Him, and without Him was not anything made that was made. In Him was life, and the life was the light of men. And the light shineth in darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. The same came for a witness to bear witness of the light that all men through him might believe. He was not that light, but was sent to bear witness of that light. That was the true light, which lighteth every man that cometh into the world. He was in the world, and I want you to notice this. He was in the world, and the world was made by him. And the world knew him not. I want to read that again because I think that is truly profound to, to consider. He was in the world. The world was made by him. And the world knew him not. Verse 11, he came unto his own and his own received him not. But as many as received him, to them gave he power. Oh, hallelujah. To become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name. He came unto the world. The world was made by him, but the world knew him not. For a very few moments... And I, I do mean that. I'm, I know tomorrow morning's Christmas morning. And so for just a few moments, I would like to talk to you for, for just a little while on the subject, the stranger in the manger. The stranger in the manger. It is hard to imagine that somebody may not know who Jesus is. And yet, it is a very real matter that, that, that is a reality for many people. They simply do not know who Jesus is. I remember eating at a restaurant not far from our church in Indiana where I grew up and where I co-pastored for five years I remember eating at a restaurant that we had frequented several times. And as I left one particular day and had a conversation with one of the ladies who worked there, and we began to discuss uh, where we uh, were coming from, where we were going, and, and what was going on that day. And, of course, the conversation began to kind of uh, veer off into a an area where I could see the Lord was opening a door for evangelism. And so as I listened to her and she listened to me, I began to talk to her about 
the fact that we were part of a church. And she said, a church? And I said, yes. She was not American in, in her origin. And so she said, can you explain this word to me a little better? And I said, well, I'd be happy to do that. Uh, I said, uh, we are a place who, who people come together and we, we worship the Lord. And she said, what is this Lord? Could you explain that a little better to me? I said, well, absolutely. You're making my job really easy for me. I'd be happy to do that. I said, when we speak of the Lord, we speak of Jesus being Lord. And she said to me, and this is what haunted me, she said, who is Jesus? And what haunted me was that our church was just a few blocks away. And here in that building where so many people had been healed, here in that building where so many people had been filled with joy, unspeakable and full of glory, in this place where so many people had come from desperate circumstances to find new life and new hope and new joy, this particular lady in this particular establishment still did not know who Jesus is. It was a stark reminder to me of how important our job is because not everybody knows who Jesus is. I would even dare say that those who think they know who Jesus is may not precisely understand who he is. As a matter of fact, the Bible describes a frightening scenario where people approached the Lord at the end of, 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 of their lives and they were facing judgment. And Jesus warned of a scenario where in this judgment they would explain to him that they were ready to meet him. But he would tell them that they had not visited him when he was in prison. They had not visited him or clothed him when he was in need of clothing. That they had not fed him when he was hungry. They had not given him to drink when he was thirsty. And they were dumbfounded because they never really remembered encountering him in that way and in those conditions. And so they asked him the question, when did we see you hungry, thirsty, without shelter, without clothing, or in prison. That's when Jesus said to them. When you did it to the least of these. When you neglected the least of these. When you ignored the least of these. Then you had done the very thing unto me. And here the whole time they thought they knew Jesus. But they didn't know him quite as well as they thought they did. Another amazing account in the scripture involves two men journeying from Jerusalem to Emmaus. They had just come from one of the most horrific scenes the world has ever known. Now, tonight we're celebrating Christmas. In a few months we'll be celebrating Easter or Passover, Good Friday. And both are momentous and both are necessary Moments in time, one where Jesus entered this earth, the other where Jesus ascended on high. But they had just come from the crucifixion of Jesus Christ, and they spoke of this crucifixion. 
Little did they know that Jesus had died, been buried, and rose from the dead. And while they walked on the road to Emmaus, Jesus walked up beside them and joined in their conversation. And while they were in this conversation, he asked them, Who are you speaking about? And they said, Are you a stranger in Jerusalem? You don't know what the, 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 the hot topic of the day is? The hot topic of the day is that Jesus was crucified. Jesus said, tell me more. They thought they knew him so well. And yet here he was face to face. And he was a total stranger to them. Before long they came to a place where they were going to turn off and have something to eat. Jesus would have kept going, but they constrained him and said, no, we want you to join us to have dinner, and it was in that setting where they finally had their eyes open to the fact that Jesus had been with them all along. What a tragedy if we had been walking with Jesus the whole time and didn't realize that's who we were talking to. In one instance, the disciple Philip, who followed Jesus, said to Jesus, Can you just show us the Father already? We're only following you because we want to know the Father. That's why we're following you. And, and we have been so long with you. Can you just go ahead and show us the Father? If you show us the Father, it will suffice us. And Jesus said to Philip, Oh, Philip, have I been so long time with you, and yet you do not know me. He that hath seen me hath seen the Father. How sayest thou then, show us the Father? Here's one thing, I'll just be honest with you. One thing I don't want to do, I don't want to get so far into my walk with God and say to God, I want you to show me who you are. And he says to me, have you been so long time with me and you still don't know who I am? I want you to know that it is perfectly possible for us to live through this life to go through the mundane, to go through the highs, the lows, to face each day and get caught up in our own affairs, the cares of this life choking us, choking our joy, crowding out any revelation or enlightenment from God to the point that he could become a total stranger to us. Now this was a startling statement made in the scriptures that he came into the world not just any world and not just anybody, but he, the almighty God, came into the world. The everlasting Father came into the world. The Holy One of Israel came into the world. The Good Shepherd, Zion's righteous governor, the long-awaited anointed, came into the world, the king of the Jews, the king of all kings, the Lord of lords, the lamb of God, the door to the sheepfold, came into the world, the alpha and the omega, the first and the last, the great I am and the altogether lovely came into the world. And this world was not just some 
place that he arrived into like you and I would arrive into it. You and I showed up and we had to figure out where are we? Who are we? What is this place? But he came into the world differently. The world was made by him. Without him was not anything made that was made. Without his influence, without his template, without his words, not one thing was made that was made he came into the world and the world was made by him. The water that everybody was drinking, made by him. The sun that was providing light and the most important photosynthesis, made by him. All of these renewable resources that everybody was enjoying, living off of, finding ways to turn into profit, made by him. He came into the world. The world was made by him. And shockingly, the world knew him not. He came unto his own. Now this is interesting. He came unto his own. And it doesn't say that his own didn't know him. It says that his own didn't receive him. Perhaps they did know him but they would not receive him. This is very interesting because the Old Testament prophets spoke at length about the entrance of Messiah into the world. In one place, the scripture teaches that Israel would be called out of Egypt. This was a prophecy pertaining to the birth of Jesus Christ when Joseph and Mary would come up out of Egypt. In one place, the Bible says, Bethlehem Ephratah, though you are little among the nations, out of you shall be the ruler to come forth, a ruler of my people. This was a prophecy pertaining to the fact that his birth would, in fact, take place in the city of David, Bethlehem. The Bible called it a root out of dry ground. The Bible spoke plainly of his entrance into this world. And yet when he arrived, the world didn't know him and his own didn't receive him. And here we are today. Standing in this pulpit, sitting in these seats. A world all around us who still doesn't know who Jesus is. I want you to know, don't take for granted that the people you work with know who Jesus is. Don't take for granted that the family you're raising knows who Jesus is. Don't take for granted that your schoolmates and classmates know who Jesus is. You've got to show them who he is. And I don't mean with a, I don't mean with a sledgehammer in one hand and a Bible in the other. But I'm talking about you be the light of the world. He said, I am the light of the world. And then he turned around and said, you are the light of the world. When we talk about Jesus, we need to understand that this world sees him as a stranger. They find his ways strange. They find his thoughts strange. The Bible says that his wisdom is foolishness to this world. 
and that this, wis this world's wisdom is foolishness to God. He said in one place, my ways are above your ways. My thoughts are above your thoughts. He talked about how that he would abase every mountain, exalt every valley, and make every crooked path straight. See, here's what happens when people come to know Jesus for the first time. They begin to realize this is always who they were supposed to be. No longer is there this search for one's self. Somebody who is searching, trying to find themselves. You don't need to find yourself. You need to find Jesus. No longer do you need to do some soul searching. You need to do some Jesus searching. If you'll do some Jesus searching, you'll find exactly what your soul needs. Can I tell you today that the Lord is your light? That the Lord is your salvation? Whom shall you fear? The Lord is the strength of your life. Of whom shall you be afraid? When your enemies and your foes come upon you to eat up your flesh, they will stumble and they will fall. Though a host would encamp against you, though war should rise against you, in this you can be confident that the Lord is your light and your salvation. My God, my God, when my heart is overwhelmed, lead me to the rock that is higher than I, for thou hast been a shelter for me. And a strong tower from the enemy. See, he might be a stranger to you right even now. You may not even know what I'm talking about. But I'll tell it like the Bible tells it. It is a peace that passes all understanding. It may sound strange, the words that I'm using. But I'll tell you the way the Bible says it. It is joy unspeakable. I don't know that I could come up with words eloquent enough or articulate enough to tell you the kind of joy and peace that comes from the presence of the Lord. But this is why the Bible says it. In his presence, there is fullness of joy. And at his right hand, there are pleasures forevermore. Hallelujah. There is healing. Hallelujah. In his holy presence. There is hope in his holy word. You can open up this Bible tonight before you go to bed. And you can read whatever passage you want to read. And pray to God that God would lead you and guide you through his word. And it might sound strange up to this point. And maybe this was the strangest book on your bookshelf. But it's time to take the stranger out of the manger and get to know him for yourself. Don't let others tell you what you need to know about him. He is a personal God able to live inside of you and you inside of him. I can hear the Apostle Paul say to those on Mars Hill who worship the unknown God. He was a stranger to them. But when the Apostle Paul preached, he said, you are ignorantly worshiping him. 
But I have come to declare him unto you. In him we live. In him we move. And in him we have our being. I don't know if you know who's causing your heart to beat while you sleep. But I'll go ahead and tell you. It's the stranger. I don't know if you know who's causing your lungs to breathe while you're sleeping and not paying attention, but I'll tell you who it is. It's the stranger in the manger. You may not know him the way he needs to be known. You might be going on what others have said, on what others have experienced, or what others have not experienced. You might be doubting from other people's fears. You might be denying based on other people's thoughts. But I'm just going to tell you how I found him. I found him to be everything he said and much, much more. He is the altogether lovely. For unto us a child is born. Unto us a son is given. The government shall be upon his shoulder. His name shall be called Wonderful. Oh, I have found him to be wonderful. His name shall be called Counselor. And I have found him to be the perfect counselor. His name shall be called the mighty God and the everlasting father. The Bible says when your mother and father have forsaken you, then the Lord will take you up. He is the prince of peace. I have found him to be true and faithful. I have found him to be the healer of my emotional pain. The healer, hallelujah, of my mental anguish. I have found him to be the healer of my physical body. I have found him to be the healer of every relationship that may have been broken. Hallelujah. I'm glad that I decided. I'm glad, I'm glad, I'm glad that I decided. And it is the best thing I've ever done was simply to know him for myself. Now, all over our nation and around the world today, people will be having fun. And they'll be saying things like, here comes Santa Claus, here comes Santa Claus, right down Santa Claus Lane. They'll be talking about up on the rooftop, reindeer fall. They'll be talking about seeing mama kissing Santa Claus. And then, they'll, and then they'll add to it, just believe. Just believe. And I get it, and it's fun. I know, you put a little hat on Frosty and he dances around. And, and Santa's going to come down a chimney and leave out the cookies and the milk. And I understand the fun of it all. But you can believe and believe and believe some more. And all that belief won't make any of it come true. All that belief, you can believe all you want. You'll never make Rudolph's nose shine bright. You can believe with every ounce of your being and Frosty will melt when the sun comes out and he never will have danced. You can keep on believing, but if you're believing in something that is not true, it will never come true. But I bring to you a gospel. That all you have to do is believe. 
Oh, hallelujah. Only believe. Glory to the name of God. Believe that he will forgive you of your sins. Believe that he will give you power down inside your soul. Believe that he will anoint you from the top of your head to the sole of your feet. Believe that when you praise him, his presence will surround you. Believe, hallelujah, that if you'll walk according to his word, that his promises will come to pass. I want you to know, if you believe what is true, it will in fact come to pass. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Now, there's much debate, and really it's not really much debate. I think people are pretty much resigned to knowing Jesus probably wasn't born on December 25th. But the point is that he was born. Because he was born once, I can be born twice. Because he was born one time, I can be born again. Maybe I can speak only for myself, but I really don't think so. I think that I think we all have a shared understanding that we messed up the first time. We made mistakes the first time around. We've got problems and sins and regrets and remorse and shame and guilt and fears and stuff we wish we wouldn't have done and things we wish we could do over, things we Shoulda, coulda, and woulda. That's why we thank the Lord that except a man be born again. You cannot see the kingdom of heaven except a man be born of the water and of the spirit. You cannot enter into the kingdom of heaven. But tonight we offer a new birth. The birth, hallelujah, of the Holy Ghost inside of our hearts. Why don't we lift up our hands to heaven and thank God that he entered this world. That he entered this world to give life, hallelujah, and that more abundantly. Life and that more abundantly. Life, 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 and that more abundantly. Why don't we stand to our feet right now? And just lift up a praise unto the Lord. Let's lift up a praise unto the Lord. Come on, let's lift up a praise unto the Lord. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Come on, that's it. Everybody who's got something to be thankful for, why don't you thank him? God, you've been so good to me. Lord, you've been so kind. Lord, you've been so kind. Lord, you've been so kind. You brought me up and you brought me out. Oh, I praise your name. I praise your name. I praise your name. Come on, if you know where the real gifts come from, why don't you thank him right now? Ooh, hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Glory to the Lamb of God. Glory to the Lamb of God. You know, what's awesome? you know what's awesome about Jesus is that every one of us were on the naughty list. Every single one of us were on the naughty list. And Jesus still gave us the gift of the Holy Ghost. There 
is none good but God. And on that night, when shepherds tended to their flocks in the field, the Bible says that a, the angel of the Lord appeared to them and said unto them, Unto you this day in the city of David is born a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. I'm going to ask the ushers, if they would, to go ahead and pass out our, our candles. They're going to pass the candles, and as they do, we ask that you uh, take these candles and, and be prepared as we're going to light them momentarily. And as they pass the plates and you take the candles and... Parents, I'll, I will ask you to use your judgment. Use the wisdom of God as you, as you help your children. In fact, if you could share with them, that would be most helpful. Matthew chapter 2, as the candles are passed out. When Jesus was born... The Bible contains these references. In the 18th verse of chapter 1 of the gospel according to Matthew. Now the birth of Jesus Christ was on this wise. When as his mother Mary was espoused to Joseph. Before they came together there she was found with child of the Holy Ghost. Then Joseph her husband being a just man and not willing to make her a public example. Was minded to put her away privately. But while he thought on these things, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a dream, saying, Joseph, thou son of David, fear not to take unto thee Mary thy wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Ghost. And she shall bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. Now all this was done that it might be fulfilled which was spoken of the Lord by the prophet saying, Behold, a virgin shall be with child and shall bring forth a son and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which being interpreted is God with us. Then Joseph being raised from sleep did as the angel of the Lord had bidden him and took unto him his wife. And knew her not till she had brought forth her firstborn son, and he called his name Jesus. Now when Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, in verse 1 of chapter 2, in the days of Herod the king, behold, there came wise men from the east to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he that is born king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east and are come to worship him. When Herod the king had heard these things, he was troubled. And all Jerusalem with him. And when he had gathered all the chief priests and scribes of the people together, he demanded of them where Christ should be born. And they said unto him, In Bethlehem of Judea, for thus it is written by the prophet, And thou, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, art not the least among the princes of Judah. For out of thee shall come a governor that shall rule my people Israel. Then Herod, when he had privately called the wise men, inquired of them diligently, what time the star appeared. And he sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and search diligently for the young child. And when you have found him, bring me word again that I may come and worship him also. 
When they heard the king, they departed, and lo, the star which they saw in the east went before them till it came and stood over where the young child was. When they saw the star, they rejoiced with exceeding great joy. When they were come into the house, they saw the young child with Mary, his mother, fell down and worshipped him. And when they had opened their treasures, they presented unto him gifts, gold and frankincense and myrrh. From the gospel according to Luke in the second chapter, it came to pass in those days that there went out a decree from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be taxed. And this taxing was first made when Cyrenius was governor of Syria. And all went to be taxed, every one into his own city. Verse 8, there were in the same country shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them. The glory of the Lord shone round about them, and they were sore afraid. The angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you. You shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. For y'all. 